One was our interest in trying to be a more sustainable city and just reducing the amount of uh, traffic congestion and pollution that comes out of that, but also just some equity issues around um, some communities or neighborhoods within the city had had good access to, to those kind of things, had a vibrant commercial district at their core, and other communities within Portland were not so lucky and had uh, a much sparser array of, of services and, and, and commercial access. And so there was some equity element to it as well of trying to um, take what has been working in some of our more successful neighborhoods and and try and um, add commercial vitality to to other parts of the city. Before uh, Portland, have we seen 20-minute neighborhoods in other cities? I think the concept comes out of a historical development of a lot of American cities. Uh, you know, historically, when most cities were developed either um, you know before the automobile, there was a much more intensive reliance on getting your groceries and getting your daily needs met closer to home. And so, you know, we see a lot of historic neighborhoods where you have those historic, what we call in Portland streetcar neighborhoods, but, you know, there may be other kinds of places in, in older cities. But the idea that you might commute into the central city during the day for your job, but when you come home, you you, you stop at the streetcar and then there's a commercial main street that's in your neighborhood that you, that you can get things at um, and then walk home from there. And that's a historical pattern in, in a lot of American cities that has been lost with with uh, more auto-based auto commuting and, the, and freeway development. And um, so Portland is reaching back into its, its own history to kind of to think about this idea. Because Portland is calling back to this idea of the, these 20-minute neighborhoods, but it is building on neighborhoods that might not necessarily have been designed that way. So how do you uh, take something that wasn't initially designed to be uh, a short commute and create something that is like vibrant, like a 20-minute neighborhood? There, there's a couple parts. One is we do have to make investments, again, in transit and, and make it possible so that people can get around in other ways. Um, a lot of it has to do with zoning, and just a lot of cities have zoning rules that kind of preclude those kind of development patterns that used to exist, but either because they have very um, low density requirements or because the parking requirements are really high. Um, and so Portland has made a conscious effort to change its zoning code to legalize those historic places, and, and that allows modern versions of those to exist. We're seeing a, a large interest in um, new development in where those kind of communities have been have been allowed. Well, Eric, that does it with me for questions. Is there anything else that you would like to add? One thing to think about, too, is in this kind of discussion is... Um, Long-term, if this is successful, um, what are the strategies to make sure that the success is kind of shared by folks who are already there? That's one thing Portland has been struggling with is, um, you know, we've put a lot of investment into things like streetcar and sidewalks and reinvesting in the urban infrastructure to try and stimulate this kind of thing. And, and But we're struggling with displacement of existing residents that you know, maybe are um, communities of color or lower-income communities. Um, Portland is, is probably a much whiter city than Detroit, um, but we do have um, significant communities of color here, and that's been a that's been one of the points of friction with this whole twenty minute neighborhood idea is um, how do we how do we get shared success when the, when we do see revitalization of of existing neighborhoods.